five, four, three, two, slap. Slappy, sloppy day. Yes, it is. Do we have a number for this slapper's We episode? do have a number, the, and the number is 227. Whoa. Okay. Good, good, good. Well, that was uh, that was informative. Thank you all. Tune in next week. Well, we count to a higher number. So welcome, everybody. As you can probably see, we're, we're, uh, we're joined by uh, the uh, ever elusive uh, <laughs> Arizona and Miss, uh, Miss Heidi Riggs. How are you? Good. How are you? Welcome back. <laughs> hey, I, I, before we go any further, before, before we even start this thing, let me say uh, it's seldom that you come across two people on the planet that we're absolutely supposed to be together and um, two of the best personalities, two matching personalities and powerhouse. I just want to say a happy anniversary this week to uh, young young Master Brian Riggs and to Heidi Riggs. Uh, we have a big anniversary coming up, don't we? Oh, very sweet. Yep, number five. I made it to five. <laughs> <laughs> That's five weeks, folks. Yeah. Five weeks. Five weeks. weeks. She's, uh, yeah, we're doing good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're number five. Yeah, but you've been together a, a little longer than that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, since about 2013. Well, we're big Ryan Best fans. Best man so. on the planet. I agree. Yep, I'm a lucky gal. I agree. Did you guys meet at a show? Say he met you at a show? We did. I was playing with a, an Irish rock band here in Arizona called Sea Merchants. We were playing at Rula Bula, which has since closed down. Um, but yeah, I was playing there. It was summertime and he was there with a, a work friend and I just, yeah, he was cute. I winked at him from the stage and then he wouldn't leave me alone on the break and he wouldn't leave me alone after the show and kept asking for my phone number. What a hussy. I finally gave it to him. I know. Oh, oh I didn't know that part Excellent. about it. He said, he, he told me that you guys met at church and he was, uh, he was the <laughs> altar boy and you kept. It kept saying the oh, flash of- oh, no. No. <laughs> As I swore into the microphone probably by accident because I dropped something on the floor. <laughs> no, he no. Yeah, we did. We met at Rula Bula. Really friendly, friendly young feller with really pretty eyes and a big smile. How could I say no? Have you guys ever been back to that place? Yeah, we went back. So, well, I mean, I played there often, yeah. so he would come in a lot after that. And uh, yeah, Ryan used to go to a lot of my shows once upon a time. Hey, I was just going to say, fun. maybe if you stopped playing in fucking churches, he'd come see you. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. R- write that down. <laughs> write that down. Pen and paper. Even Ryan is sick of Ina Klein and knocked music. Right? Just one of the things. Hey, they play rock and roll in churches. Oh, they I mean, do? Okay. That's, that's yeah. not true. That's not true. You can strap a dildo to a monkey. That doesn't mean that you got that. <laughs> Sorry. It says rock beat at the top of the chart. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, I was trying so hard to keep was- it clean. Anyway, God damn it. Didn't happen. I got a visual now. I got a. <laughs> well, yeah, we all do. Turbo, did you have a good Father's Day? Speaking to, yeah, it was great. Spoiled my kids. You should. Uh, I took them to uh, Dave and Buster's, and I gamed them out until they were done. But uh, the lady behind the counter goes, "You know," she goes, "They should be taking care of you today." And I go, "Nah, this is a long game for me." I was like, "I told my kids, you have to do this for your kids." And I go, and so she goes, "Oh, I like your style." And she high fived me. And we had a little moment, and then uh, 
we geeked out on games. But uh, wow, it was fun. We had a good time. Yeah, That's don't let Stacy catch you having a moment. Nah, she was there. She's fine with it. But wow. man, you should have seen it. We were playing those games where you get the tickets, and man, it just sucks you in, you know. And it's like, but uh, it looked like we left the mall. Those kids had bags of toys and stuffed animals and. See, I couldn't believe how much we had. We had a good time. It was it was super fun. So, That's good. Yeah, you know it was good when the kids are zonking out like at dinner time. They were just worn out. Yeah, so, that was yeah. Good. Chad, did you do anything for Father's Day on your uh, with your eleven kids that your mother didn't know about? Yeah, nothing, nothing specifically. I was actually spending time with my mom and my cousin Ashley. Uh, we went to go get uh, sort of a brunch type thing, so that was nice because I actually got to talk to Ashley. I hadn't hadn't seen her in like 10 years so actually by the way my my cousin Ashley came to see us with my mom on Saturday night at Molly McGuire's uh it's great to see her she she is a uh microbiologist works for the military she's doing some amazing work trying to protect us all from from deadly bacteria (laughs) she specializes in she specializes in anthrax boys and girls just so that's you right. know, that's right. And she, uh, she, uh, she turned a lot of heads in that in, in Molly's when she came in. She's a, uh, she was uh, snuck into a show of ours when she was sixteen, and she promptly left when she figured out that uh, R. Kelly and I do a lot of co-writing. But she came back this time, and she, uh, she was, uh, she's stunning. Just, I mean, just uh, not, not just not just visually. I mean, she's uh, intellectual and brilliant and funny, and you know. Uh, and of course, you know she's she's with Judy, so she already she's got a leg up on the competition, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, that was a, yeah. that was that was really fun to really fun to see. Like I, I, her eyes raised too. I, I made some quip about Chad having a bunch of kids that he didn't know about. She goes, "Oh, I want to meet my cousins." <laughs> so uh, <laughs> she uh, she uh, she she had to have Judy tell her. She said, "Please don't listen to anything he says. <laughs> he's just he's not he's not well." <laughs> I didn't so, think to look for her reaction when you said that. I, I no, she 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 told me that. She said, "Yeah, I had to ask Judy. What Do, does Chad have? Eleven kids that I've <laughs> so, uh, um, but you know, I mean, you can't you can't anyway. have Chad the Impaler and you know not have a bunch of kids laying around. So, um, anyway, so yeah, uh, so moving at and um, um, Heidi, yeah, you missed uh, you and you you missed and you were missed at uh, Molly McGuire's uh, on Saturday. We had a we had a blast. That that pub is just um, we, we we were we were remarking on it tremendously before the show started, on how uh, how a, how a regular uh, excuse me a local pub built for regulars, you know by regulars, <laughs> is that's that's the way to do it. We 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 knew everybody in there. We hadn't seen some of them in many years, and um, the place hasn't changed. That place will not change. The, the local legend Keith York came out. Uh, Bobcat, Bob that used to run and own Dan Electros in Houston, Texas. Uh, it, it's still going now. It's it's had a few owners since Bob, but Bob came out. I mean, it worldwide that club was just it, it had some. It was nothing to go in and see Billy Gibbons on stage in there or Lyle Lovett played in there or, I mean, Carolyn Wonderland. I, yeah. I, I, I believe would not be Carolyn Wonderland without Dan Electros. I mean these. Yeah. Terry Green would not be the player he is without, you know, these people that are just monsters in the Houston music scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, owe, owe that to Bob. Anyway, Bob came out to see us and we haven't seen him in forever. Bob turned 80 and I swear to God, he doesn't look a day over 
what would you say, Chad? Mid sixties? Oh yeah. I mean, he's does. Yeah, you would never even guess it from looking at him. No, he doesn't look no. like he's aged at all since the last time we saw him. No, and, I mean, uh, yeah, actually, he, he the looks world younger. To see him there, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He looks younger. A good firm ass too. That's so cool. No, I didn't. Um, so, so let's uh, <laughs> look at. As soon as we put the camera on, Turbo starts go going, "Oh, that's terrible." Turbo was the one that told me. He said, "Slap that ass." He goes, "I bet it's tight as fuck." I said, "Yeah." So don't don't, don't pull that shit on me now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and and, and I, of course, and my guy looked like we could be related. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I thought you were lying to me when you said he was eighty. I go, he's messing with me. Yeah, yeah, he definitely looked like I. We might have the same bloodline. I was like, dude, we look alike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, I mean, yeah, uh, it's yeah. So, just just a delight, you know. Like I said, we we. Um, uh, so today, Slapper Day number two twenty seven. Um, it, it's probably it's probably a little bit quick, but um, does anybody does anybody want to start? Anybody want to kill a song, or does uh, um, do, do, do you guys want to take a breath and let me just keep yapping? You can yap. All right, all right. I'm going to kill a song, and um, I have two in case I've already killed this one. So, Kelly Navarro, apologies in advance if I've already killed this one. But a band, a singer that I love, um, the Smiths, uh, Morrissey. Uh, his song "Heaven Knows I'm Miserable." Now we we used to, we used to make fun of it uh, as children, and now as bigger children, I still make fun of it because the lyrics are just so fucking morbid. I was looking for a job and then I found a job and heaven knows I'm miserable now, you know, and then it never, it never changes, but the music is brilliant. You know, the, 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 the Johnny Marr is just all over that song. It's so brilliant, but I just can't take the, uh, anyway. So in case I have killed that one before I have another one and the other one is, uh, Oh, checks notes. Damn it. I had it right here. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So the other one was another one that I truly love. I love the song, but the one part of the song I hate it. Have, do, you, do, you, do you ever have a song like that, that you just love the song, but there's a part in the song that just drives you up the fucking wall? So the song is Philby, oh, yeah. Philby by uh, Rory Gallagher. And it's such an amazing song. The lyrics are great and the thing, but there's a yeah, 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 yeah. And that drives me up the fucking wall. But the rest of the song is oh, full yeah. of Bulletproof. I mean, nothing wrong with it. The guitar is fucking amazing, as always. Rory Gallagher will never let you down in a guitar song, ever, 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 ever. And his lyrics, I don't even think he gets enough credit for, for, for his lyrics, lyric writing. Beyond superb, beyond Rory-tastic. It's just, I mean, so anyway, that, that song, so th- there, there's, my, there's my kill. Shine a Light um, checks notes. The, there's, a song by, um, by, there's a song by Nils Lofgren. Um, I was in a small town in uh, uh, sunny old Texas a few months back called Bastrop or Bastrop if you're uh, if you're being murdered by the cartel, slowly tortured. Uh, it's a it's a uh, it's a very small town just outside of Austin, and uh, it's we never we we always we always went through it because we played in Austin for so many years for so, you know in in the same place for so long. And um, you never you never see it from the from the way we'd come in, never see the the actual town of Bastrop. But the actual town of Bastrop is quite beautiful, and there's a great little record shop in there. And I I, I, I need to look it up. I need to look up the name of it. But uh, just a fantastic records and tapes and CDs, all kinds of stuff and posters, memorabilia. But it's a wonderful little record shop. And there's a great little coffee shop across the street. 
um, and I bought a bunch of records that were sitting outside in the in the in the bin, you know, the the, the LP bin, you know, just uh, discount get get rid of. And I was walking. I, I wasn't even going to go in, but I saw some of these. Like, I picked up a couple of um, about three Barry Manilow records. I picked up a Nils Lofgren. I picked up picked up a, um, a Glenn Campbell. It was a Glenn Campbell uh, soundtrack. Um, so it wasn't an actual thing, but he was all over it. So it was great. Anyway, so the song is called No Mercy by Nils Lofgren. And I heard it first. And it was a, the thing I love about it is I love, I love songs with content that do not, uh, I, again, another little side story, good friend of ours, um, Kent uh, Newman, and I were talking and I was telling him that I was writing this track. I was writing this song and he said, very, very tongue in cheek. He said, uh, he said, oh, he goes, well, you know, if you're struggling for, you know, subject matter, he said, how about, you know, a guy that meets a girl and then it doesn't work out. And I said, ha, 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 very good. And I love songs that, I, I love songs that do not carry, you know, that, that do not stick on, along those lines. You know, you hear a song, but it's either about, you know, fighting, fucking, you know, what, well, what else is there? Um, so anyway, so this song is 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 a is it it it's a just just wonderful piece. It's called No Mercy, and it's about having to having to 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 win a fight to you know to preserve your to preserve your place, even though you know that you're taking that guy's your, your opponent's your t- you know you're, you're you're stopping him out essentially. So, uh, but it's it. Uh, it was the first time I'd heard that song, and the whole album is brilliant. The whole album is beyond. Uh, Nils Lofgren is the guitar player for Bruce Springsteen. For people who who may not be uh, uh, old enough, Turbo, uh, to <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. But anyway, so so that was a that was my that was my moment of whoa. That was a just a great find. Cool. All right, who's next? All right, I'll do. Uh... So speaking of a song, it's funny you brought up the song where you said, or a song type that you said, you don't like a part of a song. And uh, I'm actually going to kill a a song today from a band. And that's the reason why I want to kill it. Because I love the beat, like the first three quarters of the song. And I just hate the ending. And uh, it's going to be No Handlebars by the Flowbots. I don't know if you've heard that song. He kind of, it's kind of a little bit of that kind of like rap rock style. But uh I just like the way the, the whole song goes until the very end. They kind of like rock out at the end. And I just think that I always change it every time I listen to that song. I love the first three parts of it. And it came on my playlist and then boop, I hit the forward button. And that's that part came on. So yeah, I'm going to kill that one because you brought that up. I was like, that's wild timing. So, yeah. But uh, anyway, band called the Flowbots for, you know, maybe you older people that don't know. Boss, man. See what I did there? <laughs> I, sure did. I sure did. And then um, the song that uh, I'm going to resurrect, I was I was telling Chad, I've been listening to this band for about a week and a half, hardcore band called Nerf Herder. And uh, I don't know if you've heard them, but uh, they're kind of a early, mid-90s band. You know, they're like, a, I always say they're like the baby brother of Weezer. They sound kind of like Weezer and um, maybe a little Descendants in there. And um, But I've been listening to them a lot. Super simple songs. Um, they got a song called Nose Ring Girl, and the other day Stacy got a new nose ring, and so I played that song on the guitar for her. She's like, "What are you playing?" I'm like, "Nerve Herder." She's like, "Who's that?" I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna resurrect that song." So, for anybody who wants to check out kind of a simple 
pop punk band, a little bit of a Weezer nerf herder. Do they have any songs about Star Wars? I think they do. Yeah, yeah. Their, their name for, for yeah. any any non nerd. I think they have a title. I don't know. They got their main song was a song called Sorry. That was kind of their main song, and I think they have a song called We Open for Weezer. You know, that's like them. Like, that's their okay. style. You should check them out. Very simple. A lot of two-chord songs, three-chord songs. Very simple. Good stuff. I say that because Nerf Herder is what Princess Leia calls Han Solo in uh, Empire Strikes Back. It's an, it's an insult. <laughs> gotcha. I yeah. think they have a thing about that, but I don't have to look it up. I bet they, I would not, not be surprised. not a huge Star Wars buff. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a very nerdy name, but it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, okay. so check them out. I like them. Cool. All right. All right. Who's next? Heidi? Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll start with the song I'm going to kill. <laughs> so we went to the Nash, which is like a jazz club in downtown Phoenix a couple weekends ago with some friends to see a, a guitarist that I know. Um, and he, I didn't know he was doing like a Beatles theme. It was a great show. But I realized as many Beatle tunes as I like, there's also like a handful that I've just never liked. And I'm trying to listen to it going, okay, I'll give it another chance. I'll give I just don't like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. I just oh, don't. Really? I, I cannot attach to that song. I don't know why. I, I just can find I, that I, song a little on the annoying. Can I ask you, do you think it's because I, and the, I, I swear to God, I kid you not, on this Slapper Day 227 uh, 1989, whatever year it is. Um, I was thinking this morning about Yellow Submarine, and I think Lucy in the Sky uh-huh. with Diamonds ha- has that ca- same kind of uh, uh, kindergarten style. Da, 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 da. You know, I, 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 I saw the humor in it as a kid. I saw the humor in those lyrics, Submarine. Uh, Lucy was that part to me always seemed remedial. And it's just so so yeah, so yeah, yeah. What they were. yeah, the melody is just not. Uh, it's not don't... much of a melody to it. It's, it's yeah. true. And, and it's if, you, if you listen to uh, the earlier earlier versions of that song too, it's even more like mechanical. The way John Lennon was singing it, it was yeah. Paul who tried to get him to relax, like dude, do, 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 yeah. do, kind of swing it or something, because you know? it was like, yeah. hey, tear yourself in a boat on a river. <laughs> it was yeah. it was kind of. Ridiculous. I, I, yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that one, Heidi. It's it's tough with the Beatles because there are songs that you know I hated and now I like. It, it, yeah. Some of yeah. them are so overdone. You hear so many people do them. Like here comes the sun. Ah, oh, hated that song for a while, and then I heard it the other night, and I'm like, I really like that song. Yeah. <laughs> but Lucy yeah. in the Sky with Diamonds, I just never ever ever liked. So that that's <laughs> the one I'm going to kill. Sorry, Beatles. All my Beatles friends. Oh, they can are, take it. No, <laughs> they can hack it. Don't worry <laughs> yeah. about them. Yeah, right, right. They're fine. Um, so the, yep, then good. the song that I want to shine a light on. Um, I love this rock violinist. Uh, well, he classically trained. Played he, the guy can play anything. He's kind of known as the modern Paganini. He was. I think he was killed just a couple years ago in a car accident. So he's no longer. But Alex Depew. Um, he has a song, and I think I'm pretty sure he wrote it. It's called Noriega, and it is it's badass. You guys have to look up Noriega by Alex Depew, and the way oh, that I... guy can play the violin is amazing. But it's very it's got a real rock drive to it, and I just I'm obsessed with this song right now. You got to dig it up nice. and listen to it. 
Cool. Nice. It's from his, he's got several albums, and I'm trying to remember. I think it's called Underground Whispers is the name of the album. Is he solo okay. or band? Solo? He has both. I mean, he plays with okay. a really great guitarist, um, and then he's played, he has bands, and then sometimes he just does a solo show, and he's really good at all that loop pedal stuff where he's got, you know, yeah. his tracks going and whatever. But, yeah, yeah he's all kinds kinds of stuff but yeah awesome excellent all right chad knock it out all right so i'm going to couch this in also a review a review of this uh, uh documentary which i bought at cactus music a few days ago went in there where's, to put up some some of our posters and where's where, where, where's cactus music located cactus music is on portsmouth street uh right by off of sandman street uh across right across the street from where stag said used to be and rock and robin uh whataburger 59 diner used to be in that area most any anybody who lives in the Montrose area knows where where that is, but uh, I, I was just browsing through. I wasn't looking for anything in particular, and and I saw this on the shelf in the Bowie section, and I was like, I never knew this documentary existed. And it's a documentary about Mick Ronson, who was Bowie's first like really dedicated uh, guitarist slash arranger, um, sort of you know right hand man kind of guy, and he had several of those throughout his career. Kind of a sad story with Mick because he they only worked together for like three years or something like that. And one of the things I learned from this is that it was largely because of uh, the manager that, that uh, Bowie had at the time, Tony DeFreeze, who was one of those, you know, stereotypical, the crooked managers who was, you know, just kind of manipulating everybody to, to keep more money for himself and to turn, turn people against each other. And his, so he could control things. And uh, Bowie famously moved on from that, this this lineup with Mick Ronson was the Ziggy Stardust lineup that they did the first three four albums with, and uh, and he famously moved on from that because he was creatively getting creatively frustrated. That was definitely part of it, but another big part of it, which I learned from this, was that there was a lot of dis- disagreements over money. Uh, that was largely the manager who was only paying them like thirty thirty dollars a week, you know, on top of the expenses that they were being paid. Uh, so that was a huge point of contention between them. But Bowie always regretted. I think he felt guilty for what happened because it was not only his manager. Bowie himself was uh, dealing with a lot of really very, very much cocaine fueled paranoia at the time, which continued for a few years after that lineup broke up. So Mick got the short end of the stick. I mean, he didn't really get songwriting credit on the stuff that he pretty much co-wrote. I mean, he, he contributed so much to that first first stage of Bowie's career. But Bowie, to his credit, never made that mistake again <laughs> with Carlos Alomar after that and then Reeves Cabrales after that. They were all taken very good care of. And Bowie, Bowie actually participated in this documentary as much as he was able to, I think, before he died. So this, he does some voiceover stuff on it. It doesn't actually appear. There, there are some old interviews with him, but it, the, the new ones, I don't know if maybe he was too ill to actually appear on camera at this point. You can kind of hear the parts, parts where he, it's Bowie's voice. He does sound a little tired, and I, I don't know, but I'm imagining it must have been during when he was undergoing chemotherapy and stuff in the later stages of his life. But anyway, uh, one thing, I, another thing I learned from this is that the very first song that Mick Ronson played on with Bowie was on this first record, and I think it was uncredited originally, called Wild Eyed Boy from Free Cloud. It's the only song on that record that Mick played on. And it's also, I think, just a really great song that – you don't really hear that often. Um, Tony Visconti does a great score on it. It's completely bombastic over the top orchestral score. And, uh, Bowie was quite fond of the song himself and he continued to play it for, uh, so it was, I think it was the only other song off of the space oddity record that he continued to play live, uh, for many years after that. So that brings me to the song I'm going to kill. 
which is Space Oddity. Still a song. It's one of those things where, you know, I, I love the song. I've covered it many times. It was one of the first songs. Very, really good song for a beginning guitar player to learn because it has pretty much every every uh, basic folk guitar chord there is just thrown into that song. Uh, but it's it's been done. Bowie himself, it's one of those songs that Bowie was sick of himself. He killed it. He killed a bunch of his songs from his early career after he did the, uh, what was it, the, the, the Sound of Vision tour. So you're welcome, David. And uh, uh, God bless both of them. Now they're both gone. But anyway, I, I also, you can you can watch, some, somebody uploaded this on YouTube. You can watch the whole thing on YouTube, but just buy the damn thing. If you really care about this thing, support the documentary filmmakers who make this stuff because they put a lot of work into this this film. That's true. So. Yeah, well, then edit out go. the part where you can fucking watch it for free. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chad, can I borrow that? <laughs> yeah, right. Night one. It's jacked up. Very cool. So we have, uh, we've, got, we, we, we've got a lot to get to in uh, our respective part of the world, right? Busy days ahead. Mm. We got a uh, July. We, we're, we're bringing Heidi in to. Uh, we're actually we're going to Kansas. We're going to Weston, and then a mystery date, uh, July, and then we go home, get a shower, and then we go up to uh, Montana, working on finalizing that. Yeah, and then the woodshed is is coming along nicely. FYI, that's the recording studio up here in sunny Hunts Vegas. I, I insulated the the garage door last week now, and the difference in temperature was unholy in a in a good way so and then turbo and i are going to put together a uh, just a little vent and a little extra air conditioner in there we're gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be and also the the, the one that only um uh, kate scott uh, her 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 um christmas gifts are going to be the first to be hung up i've got banners up there right now but it's just covering some ugly insulation but uh the first thing i'm going to put up is going to be the the kate scott um uh, gifts from last year or so. So I'm just, I'm just so excited. And I can't wait to have us all in there and recording and making music. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Heidi, we got to get you, we got to get you some recordings of some of the shit we've been doing too. We've been changing shit up on you just because so, so uh, Slapperland, uh, uh, we just want you to know that, you know, we're so grateful for you for listening. And uh, yeah, I, I hate to say it, but hit that like thing because that gets us, that gets us, that pushes us out there further. You know, no matter yeah, if it's and comment or on YouTube or yeah, if you can do it, please. We appreciate it. We are at, we're, we we've got a couple of really exciting as always. Got some couple of really exciting things um, coming up here. We've spoken to our friends over at Pickle Jar. We're going to be doing something with them. So the recordings that we're doing, the just re- recording the rehearsals from A to Z. You know, we're just not uh, we're we just kind of let the tape run. Um, but what we like to do is we we like to get it. Turbo, Chad, myself, we like to get them down just really, really tight and then get Heidi to come in and then change it right as we walk on stage. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> this is how we do it now. <laughs> so I just want you to, uh, uh, you know, uh, Heidi's been a great sport about this. We've been we've been uh, kind of messing with this stuff for a long time and rearranging and do all this stuff. And Heidi's been a great sport about it. But I just um, – uh, with Wichita, Barleycorn in Wichita, Kansas, and uh, O'Malley's at Western Missouri in July, they're going to see the first time. They're going to see essentially a, a brand new. Uh, it, 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 it obviously it's us, but it's. I I think that uh, I, I just don't think the band's ever sounded as good as it does right now. So, uh, you know, 
we got a we got a, we got a bunch of really really fun stuff happening. We've got a a bunch of road stories coming with the the because we're getting pretty pretty good at that van that slapper van stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. it's just been just been really really uh, re- really really fun time getting the getting the songs yeah to where we and also throwing new shit out. We we do uh, Heidi. We don't just do it to you. We did it to Turbo as well. Threw about three or four new songs <laughs> on Saturday night. And uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, you know, it wasn't malice involved. It was one of those things where we had some, you know, screaming old ladies that wanted to hear some stuff. And we we're like, all right. I say old ladies that were 17. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was very, fun. Very fun. It was a good time. We got one more show on the Molly's tour. That's right. Yeah, we do. Congo this weekend and Friday. Where are we? College station. Uh, but Heidi, Heidi's going to be enjoying her uh, her anniversary weekend with uh, young Ryan Riggs. And uh, is, is is Ryan is, is Ryan over twenty one? He looks like he's twenty. Yeah, he's got to be by now. He's got to be by. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's been no, six he's... months. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> weeks, weeks, weeks. Jeff. That's weeks. part of their that's part of their arrangement. He's not allowed to age. You can't age. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. He says well, I'm yeah. going to outlive him. What? <laughs> Oh, that's because of the heroin, I right? Know. Yeah, <laughs> he's crazy. <laughs> he, is a, that, he, he is a great. He is a great man. We we uh, we thoroughly enjoyed our time with with Ryan when we were in Phoenix, and uh, Turbo's working on us uh, on a Lake Havasu thing for December, and we're uh, we're uh, we're trying to get back out there, and you know, for uh, for the for the let's call them the the tolerable months in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and beyond. So, looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, it's definitely nicer that time of year. Yeah. Well, I think you guys oh. should come out now. Well, it's bad here now. This what's what's it like there? What's what's the temperature it's, right it's, now? I think we're going to hit one ten this week. Oof. Yeah, that's about the same year. <laughs> wow. You just you play in the pool. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I like I like the sound of that. Have y'all noticed this on uh on Apple on uh, or maps your map your maps app whatever it is? I've noticed this that. Every time I route, I look, route uh, the past week, every time I route direction to somewhere, it says extreme heat warning. <laughs> yeah. On, yeah. On all the different I did routes. see that the other day. I was like, what is this? Yeah. I never saw it before, like a week ago. It said potential delays due to the heat advisory or something. I'm like, what? What does that mean? Yeah. The, the people, tires people, are just tires melting. Yeah. <laughs> so I was envisioning like a yeah. Bugs Bunny cartoon where you just. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, uh, yeah. Our our beloved van has got all new tires. We have, oh, uh, nice. yeah, we got. Oh, it's so nice! It's so nice. But the reason why I did it was we didn't need new tires yet. But we're going to be in Omaha, Nebraska, in uh, August. And the one thing I've learned in my thirty seven thousand years of being on the planet is always change your tires before you go see Jay Holen, or he will do it for you at no cost to you. <laughs> so. Uh, we we are so grateful, but at the same time, I wanted to make sure I went up there with new tires because uh, last time I was up there, Jay put all new tires on it. We're so grateful to him. So, so yeah, the the so we're we're so grateful to all our Patreon pals and uh, all their Slappercast listeners or Slappercast faithful. Um, we're gonna get we're gonna get rolling here. We've got a got we've got a bunch of stuff in our respective uh, little areas to to get done. And also, if, if you could, uh, one of you, I, I don't know who took it. I think Turbo has it. Uh, we want to show you some uh, some new banners that we have for sale. We're going to have them with us uh, probably next month. 
in July. So um, we, we we've been asked before for posters and stuff like that. We don't have we have we have a a, a handful a small handful of of uh, those Continental Club. There's really nice Continental posters that V did, but um, so we're 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 going to uh, we're going to do a couple of the Black Blackmatic uh, posters on vinyl. So they're essentially about what do you say about two two and a half foot. They're 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 kind of big, but Something they're like that. Yeah, three yeah. three so feet long. Yeah, yeah. we're going to have this design and also the eye as well. So mm-hmm. uh, if you could just send those pictures, we can put a put an image up of that. And we're going to be having those. It's cool too because awesome. we, we get to sign them. And then lastly, we have the Irish that we have the Ireland postcards. I've been uh, I've been sending them out. It's weird trying to uh, write on a postcard. I haven't written any in so many years. Look at that! Look at that! Go to the top of the class. Go to the top of the class. Uh, extra points, extra turbo points. So, yeah, we, we're going to have them at all the shows, and they are free if you'd like them. Uh, just grab some because they're, they're actual postcards. So it's, it's, got our, it's got our dates that we will be in Ireland. But it also on the back, you can stick a stamp on it and say, you know, write your mother a letter, tell her how you're doing, for, for God's sake. Yeah, so plenty going on. Yeah. And- you know, we are we are extremely grateful for you tuning in and listening. And uh, uh, we, we kept it re- relatively clean this week. So if you want to send it to your grandmother and your grandfather, please do. All right. Yeah. Especially your grandmother. OK, that's all right. But anyway. All right. Yeah, let's 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 roll. Let's roll. Let's go. And thanks also to our new friends in Ireland, uh, Thiefdom of Horselips, and uh, all of his followers on Twitter. Who's been they've, our new friends? Very, very nice to meet y'all. We really appreciate y'all. And then Thank lastly, you. lastly, last thing, we we got to get your vote, Heidi. Uh, we, I'd asked on the last one or two before uh, which album, if Blackguards had to record an album by somebody else, just re-record it. Who 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 would you pick, or what album would you pick? Metallica. <laughs> Really? Which one? Which album? The one with the symphony, of course. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. okay. All right. So we'd have to record that as a four-piece. Done. No problem. All right. So that's so that's our choices. Our choices are uh, Rage Against the Machine, Thin Lizzy, Black Rose. No, sorry, Rage Against the Machine live in L.A., uh, Thin Lizzy, Black Rose. Yeah. I picked uh, Bee Gees, um, uh, Staying Alive, and you pick Metallica. Saturday Fever. Yeah, Saturday Fever. Okay. Yeah. Come on, let's go, Team Rage. Let's go. All right. So so if mm-hmm. if, if anybody if anybody hears this segment and you want to vote on it, they're your choices. They are your four choices. And which and whoever wins, whoever whoever whatever one gets the most votes, we're gonna we're gonna and we're not gonna record it in the studio. We're gonna record it like on a fucking stage. Like we're gonna do it live. So and that's what that's what we're gonna call it. We're gonna call it fuck it, we'll do it live. Live album live. I mean it can't sync up better than that. Come on. All right. Team Rage, let's go. All right. Come on. Turbo is the most enthusiastic. What? Yes, dude. Come on. So Turbo is the most enthusiastic. I sprinkle time love and hugs. Let's go. Love and hugs. Come on. Team Rage. All right. All right. So so we have the most enthusiasm by Turbo. We also have have the the, the biased album because uh, Heidi got to play with Metallica. On the orchestral uh, rehearsals, Fair. and Chad, yeah, Chad has a special love of uh, Thin Lizzy because that's where that's where the, his his kind of Irish rock thing began, you know. So, so and mine is just uh, mine is just complete fucking 
just lunacy. I just, I just think that it would just be crazy to do it. So, and then also you got to keep in mind too yeah. that you that you got to learn those fucking parts. So, whoever you're, anyway. So uh, that's it. We are glad to see each and every one of you, and uh, uh, thanks for all. And, and happy anniversary, um, Heidi. Good job, good job, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, all right, y'all. We'll see you next week. Yes. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>